Welcome to the Best Bench Podcast, where we dive into stories and lessons from business owners and realtors in Winnipeg and across Canada. I'm your host, Dana Graham. I'm a realtor and team leader with the Graham Anderson Group at Century 21 Backman & Associates. Get ready to laugh, listen, and maybe learn a little in today's episode. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Best Bench Podcast. I am so excited for our guest today, Christina Craker. She is a wedding photographer turned creative coach. She's been in business for almost a decade, and um, she's just your typical neurodivergent entrepreneur. <laughs> Welcome, Christina. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Dana. I'm super excited to talk creative business, ADHD, autism. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, I agree. I'm, uh, I've got so many questions for you. Uh, go follow Christina on Instagram. Her, her handle is at Christina W. Craker. Um, yeah, and you'll see a lot of colorful posts because that's her that's her brand. So we love color. <laughs> yeah, love color. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about. Um, I guess the reason that I asked you on the podcast initially is the systems that you put in place in your business. Um, so, in your opinion, why are systems important, and why are systems important for your business? Systems, I realized really quickly after kind of being diagnosed with ADHD and then autism and even before that, are a necessity. Because over the years, I've really like tried to limit how much I compare myself to other photographers, other businesses, because there really is no comparison, especially when it comes to like a creative like art, like photography. But I noticed that people just had more energy than me to do kind of like weddings, like back to back. And like mm-hmm. somebody, a photographer I know told me they did like 50 weddings in a year. And I just <laughs> gasped at that because I looked at it and like, I cannot physically do that. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do that. And so when I was diagnosed, I was like, oh, this is why. Mm-hmm. This is why I can't do the same things. Usually when it comes to weddings, photo shoots, anything like forward facing when you're with clients, that automatically means that I have to mask. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the term masking and stuff, essentially, it's essentially putting on a persona that isn't like your truest self. And I think that on some level that everyone does it, but for neurodivergent people, it just happens that much more. And every time we do it, like it's just draining. Mm-hmm. It's completely draining. Um, and if you are neurodivergent, you know this. It's just so draining when you have to put on a smile or like put on a face that is polite and customer friendly and that is draining. And so when I realized that my capacity was always going to be less than kind of like my peers, then I had to find ways to expand that. And my way is to use systems to do work for me so that I can actually have energy for like the stuff I need to be there for. That makes total sense, especially in a business like yours, like mine, where you're interacting with people, a lot of the time strangers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot. Um, You know, I find that too in my business, yeah, you like it logically makes sense. If you have time for fifty weddings and to edit them, then you should be able to just do fifty weddings. Mm-hmm. And I find that too. It's like I've got entire days, but if I back to back book forward facing, people facing things, the energy level by the middle of the day is is like like I need I'm exactly you're done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. done for the day. <laughs> yeah. I'm, very much value what you've done in your business. It's, it's um, nice to see that 
you're prioritizing um, your energy, like yourself. Mm -hmm. we, we don't always do that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, so building these systems has been a way for me to expand a lot of the things that I can do in my business. Um, and that also, it, it started with being truly honest with myself. And I know that a lot of my counterparts came out of 2021 especially and even like last year burnt out mm -hmm. right and like I was lucky enough to not have burned out mm -hmm. um, and I think that's because my self-preservation muscle was like that strong like I knew how to cut myself off when I needed to yeah um, and and I think that's a valuable like tool to gain huge as someone as a creative because once you reach kind of like a point of burnout then there's where's the inspiration where's the kind of joy and what you're actually doing. Absolutely. Yeah, I think to, especially, especially as a creative business owner, um, you really have to protect that part of yourself. Like, there's creative aspects of my business, but it's not all, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not all using that side of my brain, but for photographers or people who are creating things from scratch, um, I, I, I'm the same as you. Like, I just don't understand how people can physically do so much when it's, it's a part of your brain that really excels when there's like quiet, calm, like when you're in a comfortable environment, like, yeah, you know, um, so what systems have you, you put in place since you, um, I guess, learned this about yourself? So I had a few things like set up already. I was, um, I've been using, it's, it's called a CRM, mm -hmm. called Dubsado, for a number of years now. And I finally kind of worked out how to use it best for my business, for what I need. Mm -hmm. uh, the CRM lets me like essentially capture leads. So it's a form on my website that creates a project in my client management system. Mm -hmm. And from there, um, I can, create workflows for each project, which means like there's a to -do, essentially a to-do list of like this, this is what happens next, you need to, here's the invoice, here's the contract. And so it's a lot of, when you create systems, it's a lot of brain work ahead of time. Mm -hmm. It's yes. a lot of brain work at the beginning so that it's easier in the future. Yeah, that makes <laughs> so you create obviously you have a contract like you don't need to create a new contract every client yeah you don't even need to create a new contract for every like offer you can like take what you already have and modify it right yeah. so like systems for me has been a lot of like will I use this again it's a template mm -hmm. it's now a template yeah will I use this part again it is now like saved on a Google Doc where I can like copy and paste future correspondence Huge, yeah. huge thing. <laughs> Just everything is a template. Yeah, <laughs> everything is a template for your life, for your business. Are you going to use it again? It's a template. <laughs> and it, it's big on recognizing those repetitive things that you do too, because like, I don't know how many times I wrote <laughs> the exact same email to clients that I was onboarding or clients that um, just sold their house. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's the same information um, and in my mind at first, I was like, you're personalizing it. This is personal. This is custom. This is, you know, people don't want it. And then, <laughs> and then at the end of the day, when you look at the same email that you've written 10 times, mm -hmm. 
It's actually the same thing anyways. <laughs> it's the same anyway. <laughs> it's the I same just thing. You just had to made it harder for yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you like recognizing even the, the things that you're doing. Um, and sometimes for me, it takes somebody outside of my business to look at, look in and say, oh, you do this repetitively. What if we did it this, or what if, you know, I don't always see it. I, I sometimes come at it as like every client is a new thing and like everyone needs different things, but a lot of it is the same. So key. I think a lot of trending and what you're saying is knowing yourself a lot. Yes. Yeah. I think there's a, when I think about like what has helped me the most in like my journey of trying to run a business with the brain that I have, it's cultivating a relationship with myself. And that sounds easy. Right. And like it sounds <laughs> like it doesn't sound revolutionary. Right. Right. It doesn't sound like it's going to change your whole world. Uh, it, it is revolutionary. It's a little bit cliche, it's, but it's a it's cliche, actually, yeah. but it at the same time it is it is like tedious yeah. and it is it means like looking at kind of for one example, like looking at the content you consume and being like, is this healthy for me right now? And maybe like like maybe it's okay that you don't engage with people that are dieting. I don't engage with people who are on diets because that is not healthy with me healthy for me at this time and so like I just cut out kind of like nope that's a nope nope yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna follow and then slowly as and and it like the change the relationship with myself didn't like change overnight but it meant that like I see this less I'm taking in these messages less mm -hmm. which means that there's more space for kindness for myself mm -hmm. and like not and it it does have the side effect of potentially placing yourself in a bubble right. where you're happy and living your best life. Dang. Dang that bubble. <laughs> and so when you go into the real world, you might encounter some challenges. Yeah. Right? Like, you, like it doesn't, like, fix everything. But it means that when you face challenges, at least you're on your own team. Yeah. At least you're facing those challenges and you're not fighting with your brain. Yeah. And saying like I'm so stupid, I can't believe I forgot this. I'm so I'm like why why am I like this? Yeah, you're when you're when you have that attitude, like when you have that relationship, when your relationship is at a point where which my relationship has been, yeah. like in the past. Okay. Yeah, and so when you are in that relationship with yourself, where you're just constantly beating yourself up and like anxious, mm -hmm. you're always worried. Mm -hmm. You know, we, I talked about my chronic anxiety of ending up in the wrong place. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. Um, Ending up on the raw, like on the wrong yard on on a wedding day is like my nightmare, and I probably have nightmares about that. But like, yeah. the anxiety that it creates when you're not in a good relationship with yourself uh, is is a lot. Yeah, and there's already a lot of anxiety. Totally, like, I don't need that extra anxiety. Yeah, I need to be on my own team. Yeah, <laughs> I need at to the very least. Yeah. I need to at the very least be on my own team, be cheering for myself, trusting myself, yeah. and also just forgiving myself when I mess up. I think I actually just had this conversation yesterday with um, a friend of mine, Chantel, and um, I am trying to uh, have a daily habit of doing, um, I don't want to necessarily say affirmations, but some sort of like um, flipping the conversation and listening to the voices that are going on. And it is just wild, the things that come out of like, your subconscious that we don't realize are there and so it takes up so much energy and subconsciously if we're not 
taking those, like unfollowing the people that are creating or making that voice a little bit louder in the daily, in the subconscious. It's one thing to encounter it in in the world or have conversations and then it's it's conscious and then you, you learn and deal with it, that. Right. But if like I'm huge on on minimizing intake and sometimes obviously it doesn't go that way. That's not I'm not um, perfect, but I do try to limit the things that mm-hmm. I intake because of that. Like that's that's a system in itself. It's not not following the news, not subscribing to right. you know, I mean not always a great thing like you said. And I think like there is like a balance, right? Because yeah. like you need again, you need to know yourself. Yes. Like, you need to get to know yourself. Yeah. And there are things like I watch trash TV all the time. Yeah. You know? But like I also watch it critically. Like I'm yeah. not like I'm not like taking in those messages. Like I watch Law and Order all the time, yes. and it's trash. It's awful. Like it's so like copaganda. Yeah. It's so like pro. Like it, there's a lot of issues with it, and most of the time I'm just watching it. Like what the actual, what is going on? Who made these decisions? But yeah. like if you can't watch it critically, yeah, you know, then maybe don't watch it. Yeah, then maybe like yeah. if if you can't like separate yourself from what is being shown to you, yes, then may, maybe you just leave it. Yeah, you know, and so if that's the news for you, then maybe wait until you're in a healthier place to engage with yeah. media and news and, and whatever. Just Definitely. And that's a great way to put it, separating yourself from the things. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not always, especially um, for me, social media. It's it. I'm not critically, consciously engaging with the things right. that I'm seeing when I'm doing that. That's like a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And so if also on top of that, there's negative messages or I'm there's things that you know are are issues for me while I'm scrolling. It just adds to the. There's just less space, like you said, yeah. less space in your mind to enjoy the things that you're doing. Be creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a hack. Life hack. Life hack. <laughs> yeah. Shut up the negative. Shut it out. Shut it out. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Shut it out. Yeah. Um. So you said uh, you have some client onboarding systems. Yeah, so client management. Yeah. So they kind of take it. Dubsado lets me, like, from the start to kind of, like, the finish mm-hmm. of kind of organize, like, a client journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 like, recently I've started, like, mapping out, like, for my services, like, this is where they start. This, These are the things I want, like, that happen, all the steps, like, mapping out what kind of journey my clients are on to expect and then and that means that like I can write canned emails mm-hmm. and I can uh, get the contracts get the questionnaires get you know those kind of things but also at the end make sure to have like a follow-up and, and get like their testimonial review like all the way to there yeah um, and yeah so with this client journey um, that helps me like map it out mm-hmm. I do a lot of my other like writing stuff just like on Google Docs I have a a billion Google Docs where yeah. I just write like you know first drafts of copy and like all those things I have a mail I call them doom docs because like we have like doom boxes for oh, ADHD like where you just yeah. place things yeah. so this is where I place my thoughts and yeah. that's why there's so many of them like just, <laughs> I need when you have a thought you need to find Get a place to put it yeah so you put it somewhere until you can use it or so yeah I use Google Docs to kind of like and that's great like I like I like ways that are cheap because I'm always like a little hesitant to spend a lot of money on something because I recognize that systems are deeply personal. Yeah. They just are. They, they are because like 
somebody created something magical and it works for them, but then you try to implement it and it just it doesn't line up because it, it it's not how your brain works. Yeah. And then you can't actually use what's there. So I like I like to think of it as like a skeleton. Like if you have a skeleton of an idea. Yeah. And then you can kind of customize a system based on that. I love that. It, it, it rings true. I find, especially in competitive environments, um, like realtor to realtor, mm -hmm. um, people are always realtors. I find are always hesitant to show you like what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my system. Because, yeah, to pull back the curtain. Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, you know, that this is our secret sauce. But honest to God, like. You could show you could show somebody exactly what you're doing and and in detail. This is how I set it up, and they would be doing it differently because yeah, it, and not everybody struggles with the same things. And so the systems that they have set up, it's like, well, that takes me five minutes. Why would I? Or, you know, right? Um, and it, I just think of it like if you were to try to find a file on someone else's computer, right? How hard would that be? Like, let's be honest. Yeah. If you had to guide someone on your computer to find what you needed, yeah. how difficult would that be? 1,000%. Yeah, because yeah, like you think differently. You have, you like, I, when I am working, I like to have, you know, where everything is, mm -hmm. but everything looks like a gigantic mess yes. on the outside. Yeah. Like it just does. Like that's, ADHD, whatever, like yeah. it's just it's it's a mess from the outside, but I know where everything is. Totally. Like I put it in that doom dock. Like, yeah. That's where I put it. Like, this is how I label it. Sometimes I forget what I labeled it. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just even I can even just imagine somebody being like, like you directing somebody, go into my doom docks, and it's like all of a sudden, like, what is yeah. like what is that? Yeah. Where is that? Where so is that? yeah. Where is that? <laughs> how like your desk is a mess, or your your environment is a mess to out, an outside somebody looking in, but to you it's systemized. Mm -hmm. it's, it is, like there is a system. And um, that was a, an issue for me when I started bringing team members on mm -hmm. because all of a sudden it can't all be in here. Mm -hmm. Like it needs to be somewhere cohesive. So I still have, uh, for me, it's notes. My notes are filled, like at the beginning of the day I could write a note and by the end of the day it's like 20 notes down because whatever. <laughs> but I've got that. That's where I dump my ideas. I curate them and then they get integrated into right. the team. And then the team sees a more refined mm -hmm. version of it. Um, but sometimes I think we look at somebody's business and we see the refined right. and we see, you know, the front facing part of it. Like somebody booking. Yeah. You see what I want you to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's great. And, um, but there is, there's always a messy part to it as well um, and it's just making sure that, like the messy part is um, like healthy or it's like there's space for right. like the positive ideas the, the flow of you know creativity and not like negative or uh, writing emails sometimes same email <laughs> and I think too like there's always a balance with that too yeah like there has to, and this is where you check in with yourself. Like, is this actually working? Right. Is this actually functioning how I need to function? Yes. And if it's not, then you change it. It's, yes. It's okay to change it. It's a, you have permission to change things that aren't working. And that can be hard because, it's like, hard. you, especially if you invest in something, like right. if you paid for something, yeah. and then it it doesn't click. Yeah. Right. Like, and you've given it a hundred chances and it still doesn't click, but you paid for it and you're just like, I need to, like, yeah. No. Yeah. But like you have permission to <laughs> say that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. It is hard to get to that point 
uh, with herself too. It's like funny because everyone gets into entrepreneurship for different reasons, but mine was like, I just want full control and I don't want a boss. Uh, I feel like that's like, right? That's probably up there for a lot of people, like who just, yeah. And I think for neurodivergent people too, it just, it's harder. It's, it's hard running a business, but it's almost harder working under someone who doesn't get your way of doing things because if yes. they don't get it, that means that like you aren't able to do your best. Yes. And you aren't able to shine if you're constantly fighting. Yeah. And, and yeah, working, watching, I find it very difficult. And this was, um, I always touch, like I, everyone has a touchstone of like an experience that they had when they were not an entrepreneur mm -hmm. to remind them why they're still an entrepreneur mm -hmm. in, those, in those moments, right? And that was, that's a moment for me when I, A, used to go into work and physically get dressed, get ready, physically go there, and there would be no work to do. Mm -hmm. And I would just be sitting, essentially waiting for the phone to ring. And then, so that's one. And then the other one is the systems that are in place. And sometimes as an employee, I understand we don't always see the bigger picture. So maybe those systems were in place for some bigger purpose, and I just didn't know. But to see a system that's being utilized and see a way to do it better, faster, more efficient, mm -hmm. um, and not have control or not have the full um, ability to implement that is so frustrating. And then it becomes just this friction point every time you have to go into that system and use it yes. the way it inefficiently is. Um, and that's something that I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, this is still the best decision for me because I can create the system. I get so much pleasure from seeing something that I implemented being Absolutely. used mm -hmm. and like working, the working way it's intended. and the time savings. Mm -hmm. I, I remember when I first um, started, I used a program called Calendly for booking things. And I was never a Google calendar person. I was like a paper and pen calendar person. And so in order to use the system, you have to start putting your actual stuff into right. Google Calendar. Yes. And it, it, I still, like the smile on my face when somebody books an appointment and we didn't have to back and forth mm -hmm. and say, I'm free these days at these times. And then they say, oh, I'm free these days at these times. Well, how about this? <laughs> how about what location? Right. I just like, it's so much, it's perfect. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. Here's, Here's the calendar. You, Choose what's available to you. You got. Yeah. I'll figure it out. This is amazing. Yeah. And speaking like to what you were just saying about like working for yourself, like being your own boss, and yeah. jumping back to the part where we're talking about having a relationship with yourself. Yes. You should recognize that when you are your own boss. Yeah. You need to cultivate your relationship with yourself. Absolutely. Because you have to manage. You know that meme, that office meme. Yeah, with Kelly. Yeah, with Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just have yourself in your department? Yeah. I'm a lot to manage. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I am a lot to manage. <laughs> like you've been, you've been managing your department for ten years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's so and it like entrepreneurship in general is such a mind game. Mm -hmm. It is literally so much more about the psychological. It like I don't I don't think anyone who gets into it necessarily realizes. No. Because Especially creative it. entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody I know who like picked up a camera did so because like, oh, this is a cool way to 
yeah. make art, and then their friends or their friends or somebody was like, oh yeah, can, I can take your picture, and yeah. like, you guys should start charging for this, and then mm -hmm. they like make a business. But it was always like the business was an afterthought. Like the business yeah. came after the creative part, and that's fine. Yeah, it just if you're gonna last, yeah, you need to give attention to the to the business side so that yeah. you can do the creative side. Absolutely, and it's it. I think a lot of the longevity of businesses is getting to know yourself, getting to know your uh, fears mm -hmm. is a huge thing. It's it's so it's so much about um, finding barriers and like you know finding where your boundaries are, putting in boundaries. Like I never had to do that work until I was an mm -hmm. entrepreneur, and then it's like, oh shit, I have a lot to work on, and Part of it is, for me at the beginning, I, it was all encompassed. My identity, my everything was wrapped up in this thing, and I was like, I need to push past these boundaries in order to do more deals and do more whatever. Um, but then you realize that, like, even that is like, is something that you need to get over. It's like, no, you're putting these things in place so you can live a life and so you can have energy and you can, you know, you have to separate yourself. It's such a journey. Um, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is a journey. Yeah, and most of us are just raw dogging it out here. Honestly, like, <laughs> sorry, we're just like you've got no diving. Idea. Yeah, head first, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, I can make money, and then you're like, but I have to pay my bills. Yep, <laughs> that's the first blow. <laughs> 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 pay the bills. Yeah, <laughs> and like photography is not cheap. Yeah, like, you're like, oh crap, I need a new camera. Yeah, there goes everything I was supposed to make this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so crazy, and like. Nothing prepares you for it. It's just so, so much internal work constantly. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's literally no point in this. <laughs> Putting in systems that helps you so that you can spend time working on yourself. Yes. And <laughs> yes. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. But it is like, like system building isn't like, I'm going to do one thing and this is going to change my whole life. It's like a yeah. million tiny things. Yes. A million tiny things that eventually make your life easier. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. A million tiny things yeah. that eventually make your life a little easier. Yeah, that's what we're all kind of working towards. <laughs> um, so one thing like I did for, like there's certain, like, you know, especially during the pandemic, I was like reevaluating my prices and like cost of living right now. Like it's gone up. You yeah. always have to constantly make sure that you are like make, giving yourself a salary. Yeah. Right? You should be giving yourself a salary. Do a salary, yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, like if you're making pretty things, you're doing photography. Give yourself a salary. Like make you should money. Work that, make yeah. money. Okay. Yeah. It's just you need food to live. It's just the reality. Right. Um, but one thing I did um, was like I started offering mini sessions again, and they used to be a, a big like headache. Yeah. Because like it's like coordinating a lot of coordinating with a lot of clients on one day, mm -hmm. um, and sometimes when I think of like the price, like there's a certain price range for mini sessions that's kind of like acceptable. Well, you know, like people are willing to pay and book and, and stuff. But I'm like, what can, what will make it worth it for me? Yeah. Right, like what yes. price point will make it worth for me to do all this work? Mm -hmm. And is there a way to, for me to do less work? And so what I did is I automated my entire mini session. Ooh, yes. in so, what way? Yes. So I use Dubsado on my website and then mostly, yeah, mostly Dubsado. So essentially when they, when they inquire to book a mini session, mm -hmm. they're immediately sent a scheduler. Mm -hmm. That scheduler asks for their deposit. So when they're ready to book, they've paid half of the mini session costs already. So good. I just have to go in and update the invoice. Mm -hmm. They get uh, email reminders 
like it has the location, it has instructions, it has rain backup things, like, you know, Part all a, of that is yeah. all like timed um, for like a week before the session, I get a little questionnaire to give me like who's coming so I can plan it. Yeah. And then the, the day before, like your final payment. And then here's the Google link for like the address of where we're meeting. And so all of that That's is taken so care of. I literally go to the session. Yeah. And like if you, <laughs> You have to trust your clients to be able to smart enough to figure that out, but like, yes. it's worked. It's, it worked for me. Yeah, like you, you should be able to figure this out. <laughs> also, like slightly weeding out, you know, for your ideal client. Yes, like if you can't, if figure you can't it out, handle this, then <laughs> maybe consider rebooking. Yeah, something else. <laughs> something else. So I made it easier so that I could be like, okay, so now I can charge for this much because now I'm saving yeah. this much time and mental energy. And so when I think of my pricing, I think of like my first thought is how much time and energy am I spending on this? Mm -hmm. And then last year, what I also did is I time tracked most of my editing. Neat, neat. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't even imagine doing that. I know. Right? I've tried time tracking it. So it's, the fact that you did it is well. I tell, like cool. I, I time tracked my editing because I thought it was necessary to figure out kind of like what I can handle in terms of like how many weddings and, and a short yeah. amount of time. Yeah. Because I also am pretty intent on keeping my like delivery time at like. Four weeks to five weeks which is shorter than most photographers but i just yeah. i want to keep that yeah. so i needed to figure out my calendar of like when i could edit and Absolutely. so i figured yeah. out like for a typical eight hour wedding which is my most popular package mm -hmm. with a second shooter it takes me about 32 hours to call which is like sorting through the images yeah. upload that call edit upload deliver 32 hours so now People don't know this first of all I had no idea it took so long to edit. Well, and it might be because like I sometimes I that was the average. Like sometimes I'm right. faster, obviously. And yeah. if, I'm, if I'm faster, um, or if I like, so that also includes some weddings where I did extra like photoshopping and stuff, which always takes a yeah. shit ton longer. Um, this, sorry, this is just blowing my mind because nobody talks about that. And that's just after like yeah. you. I I didn't even really time. I I tried. To, the thing with time tracking is like. I did it when I remembered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my problem. Yeah. And Domsado also let me, like, there's a time tracker, but then okay. sometimes I would let it run and yeah. I'd wake up the next morning like, shit, <laughs> back up 12 hours. Approximately 3 p.m. Yeah. But yeah. at least, like, I got ballpark. Like, at least yeah. I was thinking, like, ballpark, like, this took me about an hour to do. Yeah. Okay, so, like, realistically, like, if I'm setting aside, if I'm doing a wedding, like, three weddings in a month, then I need to budget for 32 hours each wedding after. That's a full-time job. And so I laid it out on a calendar and yeah. I looked at my son and I'm like, I guess I can't take any more weddings now. Right. <laughs> Unless We're I just want to live in my editing cave. Yeah. Like 24-7, which I don't want to do. Yeah. And that was even like, I, for the, like, for the most part, I didn't want to be editing eight-hour days because that's just not... It's well, not great for the brain. And again, a creative thing. It's a creative like thing. Yeah. But like, if you're just staring, like, eventually the image is like, you need to give your eyes a rest because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, the like sometimes the lighting. I'll come back after an eight-hour editing sh session, like the next day, and be like, what was I thinking? And you're like, you have to re-edit yeah. them because you're like, well, that wasn't. So you you want to keep your mind yeah. and your like you want to take care of that so you can do your best work. And so I only budgeted like four-hour editing days, and I was like, I can't do more than that. Nice. And and so I need to be mindful yeah. of what I'm taking on. Huge in self-awareness. Yes. And. I also, um, to, to kind of come back to your point of like, what will make it worth it for you? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, it, it sounds, and I feel like we hear it a lot on like podcasts and things like that. If it, you, it's always about increasing the price, mm -hmm. which is true to some extent. And there is 
usually lots of room and we all undervalue ourselves and whatever but women undervalue ourselves yeah yeah <laughs> there are certain yeah. demographics that undervalue themselves more than other demographics true <laughs> yes great great aspect. <laughs> um but it can also be about the time 100%. because it is it is a both like what makes it worthwhile for me well i put so much effort into this Maybe you can save on the effort. Like there is also a price point that makes yes. that effort worthwhile. Yes. So it's a balance of both. But I like that you've um, that you've put those things in place because that for me that's it. I the t the tediousness of some things. It doesn't matter if it takes me five minutes. The fact that I had to do it in my mind, the price would way outweigh what anyone's willing to pay <laughs> for some items. But if I can find a process where I don't actually have to be doing those things, it could make it worth, worthwhile. So that's a yes. neat point. And I find too, like I don't, I consider emailing like correspondence board facing because yes. right, like you have to put on a professional like, and you, you have to answer right. questions and provide good customer service. And so like if anywhere I can kind of save my capacity in that realm. Yes means more energy for me on the actual project on the actual like yeah. session day wedding day yeah. so anytime that i can yeah. make a template, I make a template. totally and that's a, a good point too i've never thought of i've never thought of email as forward facing even like social media can like social media has both because yeah. you could just schedule content just just post it yeah but the way to play the game is to engage and stuff and so even that mm -hmm. is is like you're when you're interacting with other humans in some sort of way in any way yeah in any way is this a human interaction or is this me and my kid like this is right. very different yeah requirements for yourself yeah that's a good point too because i i do find uh, i the lengths that i have gone to minimize my time on social media mm -hmm. while still um realizing that it has a professional purpose and it has like it's unreal the games that I play in my mind to minimize my uh, energy on it but still spend energy on it um, and yeah and it, I find the, the actual most the most exhausting part of it is the engagement and it should be it seems like um, not a very energy high thing it's not it is. but it is because like honestly like you get think of when you post something and it doesn't gain the attention that you would hope right think of the energy that that's that absolutely exhausting <laughs> you know, I'm like, thinking about that. and and or think of like I had I had like a very minor like 1 million view reel last year yes you did I did, I did and I had it. very many comments on my body um, under that reel yeah. So think of like the negative comments, like or even like the potential, the risk when you put yourself out there, totally. yeah. and then you get like not great feedback. feedback or bad feedback or just like asshole feedback. Just, yeah. Like definitely. even though it's just a comp, like you that still is trying to take your energy. Oh yeah. And so like anything that you can do in that process to make that a little easier for yourself. Yeah. You have permission to do. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, this is changing. And now I'm like, oh, I've got ideas on <laughs> things that I need to implement. <laughs> um, I want to touch a little bit back. I know we've, we've kind of talked about um, ADHD and how these processes have kind of helped you in the high energy, high masking situations, um, or I guess helped you have more energy in those situations. Right. Um, 
can you talk a little bit about, I mean, you're, you're a creative coach. Do you coach people who have ADHD or who are neurodivergent and how do you so I would say that what I found mainly on TikTok, no, mainly, yeah. <laughs> mainly in like this journey, like neurodivergent people find each other. Right. So if you have a lot of neurodivergent friends, I would probably <laughs> start maybe explore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe explore that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so like I, I tend to draw people in who have similar experiences um, because I think I should. I yeah. credit, like, I credit a lot of, like, first of all, the need to build these, like, systems, to build the business the way I have yeah. because of my brain. Right? Totally. And I also credit, like, a lot of my autism with my ability to kind of see patterns and put them together in my mind. Like, mm -hmm. very, I'm a very visual person. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I think of, like, doing a project, doing, like, any kind of creative work, I see it being made in my mind and I see the components coming together in my mind. So, like, I credit that with having the brain that I do. Yeah. Um, and in exchange, <laughs> I'm terrible with people. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. Um, in exchange, it just, yeah, like, it means um, that I mask a lot. Um, but I also want to be really transparent and authentic on social media with my brand about that struggle mm -hmm. and I would say that a year ago I wasn't in a place to be able to be like open about it right like yeah. so it was a journey to if I think of like a Venn diagram we love the Venn diagram yeah oh yeah and I think of like this is business Christina and this is human Christina I've had to separate like what I'm comfortable sharing like what yeah, what is business and what isn't, and then what's in the middle, which is like a brand, right? It's like you're a brand. Yeah. You're a human business owner. Yep. And for most of us creatives, at some point you become the face of your brand. Yeah. And you, or you probably should. Yeah. <laughs> you probably should. Like people want to know you. People like, yeah. people want to know the artists behind what you're creating, right? Yeah. And so there is a part where it crosses over. Yeah. And it's okay to move those things around. Yeah. To keep things just for yourself. Yeah. Until you're ready or maybe you'll never be ready to share it and that's perfectly okay yeah you have to know yourself you have to protect yourself yeah like human human christina is more important than business christina just important distinction like they're just it, there would be no business christina if there wasn't a human christina right yeah. so like we, we take care of human christina yeah right yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Great and, then, reminder. <laughs> and then we decide we decide what like what we share on the brand what like parts of myself and it doesn't mean that I'm being inauthentic by hiding things or like keeping things private yeah that's not inauthentic that's just protecting human Christina yeah until it's not as tender or not as you know not as, as raw yeah and so like a year ago I would say I probably wouldn't openly talk about it because I was still like I'm not like officially diagnosed with autism I just me and my therapist both like I'm like I found this on TikTok and it's not like I just found this video on TikTok like I've been seeing all this <laughs> and all these things are connecting mm -hmm. and then we're like let's just start accommodating yourself mm -hmm. like that's because that's all you get like you don't yeah. get a you don't get a prescription you don't get like yeah. supports right like all you get is what you accommodate yourself with how do we learn more about it yeah to accommodate <laughs> yeah to accommodate yourself and just yeah. be like oh well maybe maybe I'm just not a morning person because that has never worked out good for me. Yeah. Like honestly, the other I was vlogging the other day, and I woke up early because my dumb animals. I love my animals. My animals, 
my animal, my five animals, yeah. all work together to wake me up early. Like you just work <laughs> you together. They team up. They yeah. team up. Like you think the worst thing you have like to happen when you have pets is that they won't like each other, but when they team no. up, when they team up, like the the you know like the loud one, the. The ringleader is the quiet one, Miel. She's super, like, chill, but she, like, direct. Like, she's mm-hmm. a mastermind. Like, she's... Yeah. She's smart. She's smarty. Yeah. She gets the dogs up out of the bed, you know? Like, it's <laughs> just a trill. Like, that's all... Yeah. And then, so she starts it. And then the loud, the loud little panda cat that I have who eats everything... <laughs> yeah. ...is just wailing. He's a muscle. And then, yeah. and then my black dog, who also eats everything, including the crotch out of several of my pants. Oh, And my passport. Good. Um... Starts like coming. All the important things that you yeah. need. Yeah. The most important <laughs> things that I need. Yeah. She loves the taste of those things. And she just starts pawing at me. And then the little new kitten just pokes her head above the mattress. And then Lacey, my sweet angel of a dog who's so hard to be mad at, just rests her chin in front of my face. Hi, what can I do for you? Oh, you want <laughs> breakfast a half an hour early? Well, I'm getting up and making myself breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I was blogging that morning, and literally it wouldn't load. Things weren't happening. And, like, mornings are awful to work. Yeah. Like, they're just awful to work. Why does anybody get up to work? Because it doesn't work for me ever. Yeah. Like, even if I'm up at 8 and trying to work, it doesn't end well. Yeah. It never <laughs> ends well. And you just keep adding to that, too. It's like, oh, every time I get up, here we go. Yeah. I make That's mistakes. Something. Yeah. Like spelling mistakes and like just stupid decisions in the morning. It's just not smart. Yeah. So knowing that, I usually try to sleep in when I don't have animals. Yeah. Working me. Yeah. I usually try not to book that. Like I love a good morning light, but I love sleeping. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I like, um, you know, like I love the accommodation and the fact that you've, like, you're you're revealing parts of yourself in turn, even even revealing now that you're not necessarily a morning person, those things will attract people who, like, not everybody thinks getting up early in the morning is the best way to be productive. It is like a mainstream theme. 100%. But Capitalism. Not, yeah, exactly. They wanted us to work yeah. at a certain time, be productive, yeah. and so they made the eight-hour workday, and the, they told you you needed eight hours of sleep. And then they told you when to work and how to make that money. And that's it's a scam. Exactly. That is, that's, it's, it's a, a big scam. scam. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such a benchmark that it's so hard to unlearn it. You're decade in. And when did when did you come to the realization that working in the morning? Oh, isn't- uh, I mean, like, so I also <laughs> I had insomnia for years. Oh, okay. Okay, that changes. Yeah, <laughs> I had insomnia for years, and like I haven't for a number of years, but it's very closely, obviously, tied to my mental health and well-being sleep you need sleep you just need sleep and like the there was a time when my doctor literally like a good doctor like I had shitty doctors before yeah you're talking good doctor it's harder it's harder it's It's hard to do I know (laughs) I understand she's probably gonna retire soon and damn it I know she's older and it's just like where can I find another one that is easier like you yeah anyways my doctor when my doctor literally gave me permission like sleep in as long as you want yeah and I needed to hear that from my doctor. Yeah. Right? <laughs> to be like, I'm allowed to. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> what? Because, <laughs> like, my parents, like, like my parents knew I struggled with sleeping and stuff, but they still expected me to, like, function. Right. During the day and, like, as a teenager and and stuff. And it's just looking back and, like, I, life would have been so much better if I had school from, like, noon to six. Like, if yeah. I could do noon to six, yeah. I would have 
I would have been great. Yeah, it would be great. Maybe a nap at three. Yes. You <laughs> know, <laughs> for president, honestly. <laughs> nap at three. Like 12 to six. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, work from home or wherever. Yeah, stay from home. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So when my doctor gave me, essentially like giving yourself permission. Mm-hmm. But like you sometimes you need someone outside and like oh it's a medical professional yeah if <laughs> you just get your get someone in the medical field can you just tell me these things just Ooh. say it back just say it back to me yeah <laughs> say it back to me write me a prescription yeah. like sleep in yeah where do I cash this yourself like just leave it just, on your bedside table yeah. sleep in <laughs> but it's hard because we don't trust ourselves to know ourselves no. at all at like the fact that yeah sometimes we need somebody with credentials to tell us the thing that we already know. Right. You already Your body know. is screaming. Yeah. Your body is screaming that this isn't working. Yeah. But you need someone else. And I think yeah. that is the biggest scam that capitalism did, was to yeah. separate, like, was to destroy your relationship with yourself. Totally. Like, it was like, if we just separate themselves from, like, from their own best interest, yeah. we can make money. <laughs> yeah. It is so crazy. And how often we're faced with that. I, I had, um, I switched brokerages at one point and the decision the thing that kept me up at night was not you know on paper which one which one's better which one you know makes more most sense it was you know the things that I wanted were slightly intangible and can I am I allowed is that a good enough reason to move or to make that decision and it's like I had I thankfully had a moment where I was like, okay, literally all that matters is what I want. I'm like, like, but it's that permission to like trust and like acknowledge the, the things that you're saying and the things that are mm-hmm. or that you're thinking or the things that you want even are legitimate and you're allowed to do right. those things. It's crazy. And there is like like we talked about before, certain demographics that yes. struggle with this more. For sure. <laughs> I'm sure if you had asked a straight white man about this, you're like, why wouldn't you just go for what you just want? Just do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why? Because patriarchy told me this wasn't what I wanted. Yeah, because I had For no years. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> During capitalism. <laughs> I had no idea I was even allowed yeah. to want it. So exactly. that's why. Yeah. You're not allowed to, like... You're not allowed to think of your own needs yes. and your own wants. Yeah, exactly. Because those, that would be selfish. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you exist to serve others. Somebody. Yeah, somebody, somebody else. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah, I think that's, like, it's, again, going back to the mental, like, you know, growth every, every stinking minute <laughs> of, like, owning, owning a business, but, like, personally as well. Like, it's just, like, everything I've, I've learned or, like, everything that keeps me going in, my business helps me personally but I don't know that I would have done the work if I wasn't constantly faced with these like check-ins or faced with like struggles <laughs> and like doing the doing the work to get to know yourself and like get to know yourself away from the systems that we're in and away from like away from what you should do away from everything that's like set up is yeah, it's a process, but it's so valuable. It is. And, like, I will say, like, it is, like, a privilege, too. Absolutely. Because, like, there are certain demographics that probably wouldn't be able to do that because they need to survive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there's yeah. there's extra barriers. Like, for us, it may just be, like, this mindset and, like, yeah. 
whatever. For sure. But like for others, there's additional barriers yeah. that are working against them and even more reason to get on your own team. Yes. Yeah. Face those things. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining me. You're welcome. I just want to plug my mastermind coming out this November. It's called The Inspired Creative, designed for creative solopreneurs who just want to do a lot of the work that we were talking about. Uh, we want to focus on values, building kind of like a skeleton structure for your business, and then gathering an aligned audience for you. That's awesome. And obviously so valuable. I, we could spend two hours talking about um, stuff like that. So yeah, um, where do people find your... Oh, on my website. So on my Instagram, but it's linked to my website. So it's just ChristinaWPraker.com. Go check out Christina's full bio in the description of the podcast. And again, go uh, follow her on Instagram at ChristinaWPraker. Um, it's a welcome discussion. Thank you.